Hey guys, my name is House from Redeem LA, and today we're being joined with Danny Ponce, Dan- Diane, and Eric today. And today we're going to be speaking about tolerance and how it affects us in our daily lives. Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter. Um, thank you, House, by the way, for such a wonderful introduction. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. Um, today we're going to speak, like my friend House here said, um, we're going to speak about tolerance. And, you know, <clears throat> I think most the most important thing is religious tolerance, you know what I mean? I feel like... Uh, the whole world has like flipped the script on us, you know, making us look like bigots and making us look like uh, we're the bad people. But in reality, we're the ones that have the truth. But uh, just in case, uh, I don't want to speak too much. I want to kind of let everybody speak today. But uh, I kind of want to just keep in mind that this is why why God chose us to be in these times for exactly that. Because you, we shall be persecuted and we shall be called exactly the opposite of what we are. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is to maintain ourselves in our faith and believe in Jesus Christ. What do you guys have? Show me. Talk to me. I guess essentially what we're talking about is the respect <coughs> for tolerance and, uh, and and the fake tolerance, right? How I think one of the biggest issues you were talking about was religious beliefs and respect for religious beliefs. And I think one of the things that youth face in this generation is when people try to impose their beliefs on them, asking for respect for their beliefs, but in reality, by doing so, they're kind of essentially shoving it down their throats. And it's really then how can you ask for respect if you don't respect their beliefs? Right? So it goes to the golden rule and what's in the Bible too is treat others just as you want to be treated. So how can you demand respect for your beliefs if you're disrespecting other people's beliefs? And I think a lot of people face that, whether they're in college, whether they were in high school. And it's a very popular thing when it comes to religious beliefs, especially when it comes to things like homosexuality, abortion, those those, those hot topics that nobody wants to talk about, right? right. And it was one of the purposes of this podcast, so we can educate the, the, this new generation so they can stand and defend their faith. Yeah. Ahead, <laughs> well, yeah, I have some like something to say. Like um, Tolerance before what it really meant was just like, okay, you accept others' beliefs, but you didn't have to accept them as your own, you know? It was just like a respect thing that you're like, oh, I'm not trying to impose my Christianity on you, but, like, respect it, you know? Like, I don't um, believe in the things that you do, but you know what? I'm not here to persecute you. But, like, now it's like tolerance has become, like, it's changed. The definition has changed. It's, like, more like if you don't believe what I believe, then you're, like, you're against me then. You don't respect me at all. Like, that's what it turned to now. And I could see it now, like, in college, because it mostly happened, like, when I entered college, that, like, if you didn't respect some sort of, like, like let's say homosexuality, like, they, like, go on you. Like, they, like, go on and attack you because, mm-hmm. like... I don't know, like, it just feels like I didn't do anything wrong to you. Like, I don't know what type of Christian you ran into, but, like, I'm not that way. Like, so, like... You know, I think I think the reason for that is because there's people, <clears throat> and I, I, I wanted to explain this because it's very important to understand. There's people that call themselves Christian that don't ask themselves or don't perceive themselves as sinners. Uh, what, Danny, what are you trying to say? For example, they feel they're so self-righteous. They feel they're so well with God that they think they have the power to judge other people. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that. Check this out. Because um, today I was reading the Bible, and honestly, God, he literally broke me today. And Jesus himself shared the bread with Judas. Mm-hmm. The person that was going to give him up to kill him, he knew it was going to happen. He knew who it was, and yet he still shared his bread. Meaning that... <clears throat> It doesn't matter if the person next to you is a sinner. We should always ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? 
right? Just like the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is what we're wearing on our wrist and says he would love first. So the first thing we have to do and understand is that this tolerance, we have to understand that it's always going to be like that. We're always going to be the bad guys, <laughs> just like Jesus was. Yeah. We're always going to be the bad guys and we're always going to be the fake ones and the bigots. But we have to understand that we have to love them back despite their hate. I find that really interesting because, like, usually we as Christians, our job is to learn to, like, show everyone what God is about or what his word is and everything like that. While people, like, obviously they judge us and how we think and how we persevere, like, some type of situation. People are always going to be looking at us in a different way because following Jesus, it's not easy. Like, was it? It's a really tough journey, obviously, with, like, the youth today especially because with a bunch of ideologies today it really challenges like the modern day Christian and how like they should be able to like tackle a specific situation, you know, because I don't think it's right for people to like just go off on a certain person and say, hey, like, was it, I don't like the way you think you know, like that when really we should just be showing them the truth, which is Jesus. And with the truth, it's our job is done. It's, we can only show them the path in order for them to, Walk, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree. And here in Matthew five fourteen, I was I was reading it, and it says that Jesus tells tells the people that were near him. He says, "Here's another way to put it: You're the light. You are here to be the light. I'm sorry, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not to be kept a secret. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. So I think you would just said is right. Which way is the way that we handle this tolerance by showing love and by showing what Jesus did in us? But we have to understand that." Because is it going to get get us mad? Yes. Is it going to get under our skin? I agree. But you have to understand that love all the time and tolerance with them, even though they don't have tolerance with ourselves. But go ahead. Go ahead. You guys yeah. So both of you guys switching this subject, mm-hmm. and, and I think and there's another verse that's really interesting. You said like not judging other people when they come, right? And so uh, to add to what Danny was saying, Romans fourteen one says, "As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him." but not to quarrel over opinions. Essentially, don't fight over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person may eat only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed them in. So essentially, you know, people are starting maybe new in the faith, right? Like maybe you're young and you invited your friend from high school to come to church, and they're like, wait, well, that was so like xenophobic or homophobic because it's a very popular term now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't really be like, oh, what? How dare you oppose, like, go off on them. But it's more like, let me teach you with love and with patience. And then in in due time, God has to reveal the truth to everybody because we can't really force the truth on anybody's throat. Even God himself respects, right? He himself is a man, a, a, a God who respects and gives us the free will. But we have to teach with patience, with love, like you were saying, Danny, not pass judgment. And understand that they're going through a journey and they may be at a different stage. Maybe they're babies and we're over here like four years in and they just just found out about Jesus Christ. We have to be respectful of them. I think I was uh, I was going to add that where we have to be careful with tolerance is that we don't become like them. That we don't take their thoughts and be so tolerant that we share their thoughts. We have to remember what the truth is and that the Bible and the word of the Lord is the truth. And we cannot steer from that no matter what. No matter my opinion, your opinion, even if in your heart you feel like, oh, my God, pobrecitos, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But still, the truth is the truth, and that's the way it should be. So um, I don't know how I feel about tolerance. That's a harder, uh, difficult subject for me, um, although I do believe in mercy and carrying them with love. But I don't know if my tolerance dies when um, it conflicts with my beliefs. Like, um, I, I can't be tolerant of 
your homosexuality when the Bible clearly says that God abhors it. But that doesn't mean I hate you. That doesn't mean that I think there is no hope for you. I just, I don't know if I can be tolerant. with. It. I can't be like, oh, yes, stay here. You know, have a great time. Continue to live in your sin. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, essentially hate the sin but love the sinner, yes. right? And you're right. I, I think we can't um, essentially give up our beliefs and then substitute it with, our, with their beliefs because we have to stand firm in the faith, right? We have to stand for what we believe. Um, so I think the word tolerance is maybe a word that's been politicized or like yeah, twi- t- twisted yeah. by the world yeah. to try to force people to accept their beliefs, accept the beliefs that are contradictory to God. And I think one of the important things to do is that we need to be full of the Holy Spirit and most importantly, sharpening our sword with the word, the truth, so that we can defend our faith. Um, It definitely does not mean accept people's beliefs, but hear them out and then teach them with patience and with love. And it's not tolerance. I think I I agree with you guys' tolerance. Um, Also, I was was wondering if you guys know that there's there's a promise for us that keeps that doesn't have any tolerance for the the world's opinion and right here it says uh in matthew ten thirty two, it says stand up for me against the world opinion and i'll stand up for you before my father in heaven so wait danny wait what's why why if you're not tolerant to these beliefs these worldly beliefs and you just say no this is not what i've been taught i'm going to move away from that and move this way to where you know when you stand up for this then mm-hmm. god will also stand up for you god in heaven i mean that we're all sinners and we're all going to go in front of the father sooner or later so I love that. I, I, I love that promise. I want to live it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh but like, uh, what I was going to say, like, what Deborah was saying, like, it's also hard, like, growing, like, being in high school, too, because you tend to, like, be tolerant towards, like, your friends just so you could not be the outcast. And I, I could speak for myself that it was, like, something that I struggled with. Like, whatever my friend said, like, just so I wouldn't be the outcast, I would agree with them. Yeah, like, (laughs) and sometimes you fall into, like, that's the thing. Like, you become a Samson. Like, he was surrounded. He was made to, like, like, go against the Philistines. But, like, he was surrounded by them constantly that he ended up falling for, like, their women and everything. And that's what sometimes younger people struggle with, you know? Like, we tend to, like, fall into that and not, like, stand firm in the word of the Lord, you know? And I could say it for experience that there was a time that, yeah, I did fall, but, like, you know what? Like, you have to pick yourself back up and be like, you know what? I stand on the truth of God and I... I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus. And you know what? Keep going. Keep pushing. And you don't need to be accepted by the world because the only one you need to be accepted by is by Christ and by God, you know? Mm-hmm. So being a college student, it, I can really relate to that, honestly, because school sucks. <laughs> but yeah, but... Um, it's hard. People, yeah. <laughs> but people, honestly, like, they really tend to push your buttons in college and school. Like, no matter in what situation you are, like, you're always, as Diane said, you're always the outcast, like, no matter what. But we shouldn't really see it as that. We should see it as in a way to bring everyone together and so we can be united together instead. Because I feel like being an outcast, like, it really brings down people's lowest points. And really what God intended was for all of us to be together and be united with the Father and, you know, praise with them with all eternity and everything like that. Then I was going to say right now that they were talking about outcasts. I thought it was so interesting because that's how Daniel and his three friends were. I can never say their names. I just, I only know Abednego, 
Mitzrak, I, I don't know the other guys, I'm sorry guys, but um, those three guys, what they were essentially were outcasts. But if you see that they stood firm on their faith and what happened, they were rewarded. Even the people who first thought of them as outcasts later on saw them as people to be praised, saw them as people like, oh, we need to be like them. So I agree, it's super difficult, but as your your strength, I mean, as your faith gets strengthened, um, you know, God is with you and he helps you. And even when you feel like, oh, it sucks for a little bit or it's bad for a little bit, it gets better. And at the end, God will always have your back, which is what's beautiful, right? Yeah, and I think that's one of the, when you talk about Daniel, it's interesting because Daniel fought his battles in prayer and God delivered him from the, literally the furnace, the fire. So, you know, a lot of people think, okay, like, okay, like you were saying, Diane, I want to fit in with my friends. I don't want to be the outcast. A lot of the times the enemy uses our weaknesses to attack us. And it's sometimes a spiritual battle, right? So we may think it's our friends trying to fight us with their opinions, but it's really what's behind them that's coming against you. So we have to learn to discern. We have to be able to understand what are we fighting, right? And the Bible talks about it's not against flesh and against blood, but it's against principalities and spirits, right? It's a spiritual battle. So much like Daniel did, like what I was talking, that these battles have to be fought when you're young in prayer, just much like Daniel did. And he was delivered. And, right, the Bible says that in, in your weakness, I am strong. That's what God was talking about. So when we fight that, when we fight those battles in prayer, we see God manifest himself in our life and fight the battle. Ultimately, truth conquers lies and, and the, the ways of the world, right, and, and the enemy. So, I mean, I think that's the most important thing to do is fight this fight on our knees when we're young. Learn to pray. Learn to seek God when you're young, and he's going to deliver you from the hands of evil as well. I agree. I was going to tell you something about, about you know, what's standing all this. Nothing in good is worth it if it's not difficult, guys. I mean, as as you guys can see it and as you guys can understand life a little bit more as you guys grow up, the best things in life usually are hard. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> for example, the example that my sister brought up, Daniel. Do you think he wasn't made fun of? Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was probably the, the, laugh, the laughing stock of the town. Uh -huh. But he took it and he he understood it, lived it, and therefore at the end of the day, the people that were making fun of him were then later on asking him for money. At the end of the day, they were asking him, oh, you know, can you pray for me? At the end of the day, the people that were actually saying, oh, Daniel, yeah, he doesn't know what he's saying. They were asking him, yo, what's Daniel going to say next? So, for example, check this out. The same king that put him in the, in the, in the what's it called, in the lion's den to, to die is the same king that asked him for his, for his consul. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense, right? But at the same time, what it is, it's perseverance. It's keeping, keeping, uh, keeping, uh, what's that? Keeping, keeping, keeping on. <laughs> yeah, being, being diligent, right? Yeah. Being diligent, fighting Ex the fight. Exactly. And I was just thinking, I was thinking, I was like, I think we should be less liberal and more illiberal, right? Keep it, keep it conservative. Keep it what the Bible mm -hmm. has, has, has taught you. Keep it more what, what your parents have taught you. I know it sounds like, oh yeah, but they're Latino and. You know, they don't yeah. know what they're talking about or, you yeah. know, they're old white people. It doesn't matter where they're <laughs> from. What I'm trying to tell you is that there's a reason why, as you can see, our generation is losing more and more and more our moral values. So we should do the opposite. Get more and more and more moral values. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that even uh, if you look at Daniel, I don't know why that example came up, but he, when they offered him everything from the banquet of the king, it was, it was not like it was gross, you know? So the world doesn't always present itself in a way that's... Um, how do you say desagradable in English? 
unfavorable. Unfavorable. Okay, yeah. It doesn't always look horrible, you know? It doesn't always look like, ew, what is that? But remember, is the world tolerant of you and your beliefs? And let me tell you, no, because when I stand up for my beliefs, people are like, what? Why? Why are you like that? So I'm not going to let them tell me what I should believe. I know what I believe. I know who I am. I understand my identity in Christ. And because of that, I cannot be, I can be merciful, but just not tolerant of their beliefs. And, and maybe also not even stumble. So we were talking about knowing the word of God. So Psalms 119, 165 says, great peace have those who love your law, the word of God. Nothing can make them stumble. So even, so I guess another key on top of prayer, I'm finding this battle on your knees in prayer. It's loving the word of God, mm-hmm. right? If you love the word of God, no matter what your friends try to like put in, you shove down your throat essentially. What I mean by that is like force you to believe and accept. You're not going to stumble for that. Because like that was saying, you understand what is truth. You understand what God says. I am not going to substitute the law of God for the law of man, right? And that's what Joshua said too, right? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You can serve whoever you want, the gods of Egypt, the gods of your parents, the God of this world, of the land that we're going to inhabit. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We put God first. And so long as you love his word, you put him first, nothing's going to cause you to stumble and, and fall from his ways. And I, guys, honestly, the thing... The thing that shocks me the most about this is where our feelings are. For example, mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, you know, I like you just tell me, you were telling Diane that you used to go because your parents, your, not your parents, but your friends used to say something, oh, you know, um, you know, being gay is okay. And then you're like, okay, well, my friends are saying this, so I might as well go with it yeah. because of not, but what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to tell you guys is this, for example, it's not about how you feel, but it's about what the facts are. So mm-hmm. there's this, uh, I listened to this guy, his name is Ben Shapiro, and he says, facts, not feelings. Or he says, facts don't care about your feelings. And I agree. I, I agree most of these facts are, are, are biblical. Like, for example, uh, for example, let's just, let's just say this. For example, um, you know, like, like if you're, like I'm saying, I'm not bashing on homosexual people or trans, but, but I'm just trying to say, like, for example, these people that, that say, oh, leave, I think we were talking about this last time, the people that say, oh, LGTB, LGBTQ, you know, let's just put all together and let us be a group. That's fine. But since you want to be, you want to let a man be a woman and a woman be a man, that there's, there's no fine line there anymore. So now when, when a 45-year-old pedophile wants to go out with a 17-year-old girl, what's the difference? Yeah. You know what I mean? How can you say, no, that's wrong, when we've accepted your, trans, your transgender? So it, it it becomes it becomes so murky and it becomes so it becomes so like um you know what I mean like it becomes so yeah. dangerous to play with that because God did not intend it to be like that God intended to be kid with kids, men with men and women with women, not as in uh, what's it called as no, in not, in not, not, not yeah, yeah we get you yeah, yeah, you know what I mean right yeah. and and then yeah. and then the men should marry a woman because they're opposites because they 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 fit together they. But if, you, uh, for example, last time I was seeing a, a show, I don't know what show it was, it was my sister, and I was seeing that, that there was this girl going out with this transgender man. So I'm like, so what is she? Is she a lesbian? Or is she straight? Like, like do you see how it becomes confusing, really yeah. murky? Mm-hmm. And you know what? In the end of times, there will be these type of confusions. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm telling you that, that God has chosen you guys for this. God has chosen you guys for these moments. And these moments are the ones you have to stand up. Stick your chest out. Stick your chest out and say, hey, nope, this is not true. 
I believe otherwise, and I stand up for the Bible and and my morals. Yeah, like that's a, what you said about facts and everything like that. Like Bible, the the Bible. God wants us to go based everything on the Bible, but just pure facts. I think a great example would be Esteban, like precisely because even though people didn't like what he was preaching, he still went for it. He still like persevered and kept preaching about what he believed in through God and everything like that. But what I found really beautiful was like the fact that he kept preaching. And when he was being stoned to death, he said, Lord, please forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, you know, so which I think is really great in today's aspect. Because once we give, when people reject us with the word we give them, they often get mad, obviously, but sometimes. But yeah, I think it's really great for them to be guided through this word and be able to like find their own way like with this beautiful thing. But yeah. You know, you were, and what Jose was saying too, and, and how I was saying, and, and, and you were saying, Danny, too, when you were giving the example of homosexuality, you know, that's a very obvious issue. We know that's black and white, but like you were saying, Danny, too, sometimes it gets a little murky. <laughs> and you know what the, the craziest thing is that the enemy is slick. He's sneaky. You know what I was going to tell you? Just, uh, you ought to finish. Just, just check yeah. this out. Have you guys ever gone to the beach? Yeah. yeah. When is the number one reason they tell you not to go into the beach if the water's what? Murky. Murky. Why? Because there's predators in that water. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why. But continue. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. where. It, it's it's in, in the, exactly. And that's where the enemy is kind of like. It's those possible gray areas. For example, let me, let me give you an example. We've talked about this in another episode. Yes, BLM. Yes. Right? It looks good, but it's not. The movement looks, looks like, good. yo. Yeah, it, yeah. justice and equality. Yeah. Okay, we should fight for justice. We should treat okay. others equally. But behind it, what is moving that movement? And there's other things, right? Like even mercury things where we think, even like music. Like, you know, I'm just listening to music for the instrumentality, the orchestration of it. But there's words in that music. And even the orchestration of the music, it's also moving like spirits. Yeah. Just the music on its own. So that was sharing a verse with me. And, I, and it's Isaiah 5.20 where she said, Doom to you who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness in place of light and light in place of darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So that's talking about people who are doing these things, who are transplanting what's right and what's wrong. They're doing it in areas that are gray the enemy's confusing them because even believers i'm not going to say christians because that's kind of a, a term of religion yeah. but children of god sometimes are con- get confused by the enemy because they think something is good and it turns out that there's something evil moving behind that and we have to be careful we have to discern that then i was going to tell you that one of our youth was asking that they had a gay sibling if they should still love him and i think we should be absolutely clear on this i have we never want to say never love always love god is love and god is in us and he is love so we must love right what you can't do is stand with their sin you can't be like oh it's okay that you're gay no the bible says in galatians 6 1 brothers and sisters if someone is caught in a sin you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently but watch yourselves or you may also be tempted the thing about tolerance is that it can help it can make that black and white turn gray and it can make you be so tolerant then now you believe, oh, wait, maybe it is okay. You know, like you hear pastors, you hear whole ministries saying, like, all are welcome. And yes, absolutely all are welcome, but to change. 
just like fornicators are welcome to change, homosexuals are welcome to come change. Everyone, everybody who sins, whatever we do is a sin, right? And we come here to change. We don't say, oh, yes, uh, everybody who is fornicating, come, we accept you, keep fornicating, right? That sounds ridiculous, right? And that's what they do with people who are homosexual, right? Which I'm not saying don't love them. Yes, love them. And that's where the uh, the, the, the churches say, you know, come as you are, stay, you, stay as you are. And it's not about that. It's come as you are and change. Let God be the one who changes. Let the word of God, the truth, l- with love, right? Because the Bible in 1 Corinthians also says, if you have knowledge but don't have love, you're nothing. So it needs to be knowledge, the truth, with love that causes God, causes a change in people, that God changes people. So, yeah, I agree with, with that. And honestly, to that, to that question, that what do I do if I, oh my, that's, I don't want to feel like, I don't want to say like, oh my God, it's horrible, but it must be so confusing. You know what I mean? You have a sibling that, that he's gay <laughs> or she's gay. You know, some, you love your brother or your sister, but yet again, the sin is the one that, you know, kind of like puts like a huge like gap between your, your, your family, right? I think if I can give you my two cents and I can give you my, 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 my thoughts on this is love them. Most likely, uh, I've heard reports and I've heard statistics. People have become gay. They've been sexually abused at some point in their life. And <clears throat> I strongly believe that if they go, for example, when they get judged, God will put that in, in, in their, what's it called? In their, in their book, right? right? And then like when they get judged, they're like, okay, who messed this kid up? You know, is he just being a rebellious kid? Or did somebody really mess him up? And that's what happens. So I'm thinking, I'm not saying go ahead and do whatever you want, but I'm just saying that I think God is God. I think God is just. And he knows that if somebody came and abused you when you were young and be, and made this person gay or made this little girl gay or made this, whatever it is, I think that, that God will take that into consideration as well and say, hey, listen, I know you were messed up, but the best thing to do is give them the thing that they lack, which is love. Give them love. If you're out there and you have this problem, give them, give them love. Give them love. Love them, love them, love them. But just like uh, Deb said, be careful and don't be tempted. You know what I mean? <coughs> and Yeah, and, and, it, and it's when, when people cause others to sin, it's just, yeah, you definitely want to stay away from temptation, but you also don't want to cause others to sin too because you know what it is. If you've caused others to sin, it's better that you tie a stone around your neck and throw yourself in the ocean. The Bible talks about that, right? I, I feel like if you don't have anything clear in your mind, for example, um, there's a there was a there's a time that that a lot of people were like telling me, oh Danny, you know, saying bad, same listening to bad music is not a huge big deal, and I was like, oh, all right, here I come, Dr. Dre, here I come, Tupac, here I come, DMX, bringing back the old playlist. Yeah, right, no, right, no, right. Yeah, he doesn't know about <laughs> not you, that. Not you, but I'm saying <laughs> he doesn't know about that playlist. But uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's no big deal. And then I was looking at it, and I was like, wait, hold on, but why do I want to have sex with every girl I want to see? Mm-hmm. Why do I? Out of nowhere, I wanna, I wanna have, I wanna do drugs. Why out of nowhere, money became so important? Just like you said, you know what I mean. It, it becomes very murky on what people say, and it's okay. Where you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just, and then you come and I tell you, hey, now you can hear music, and now mm-hmm. he hears music, and then he's maybe not as strong as I am, and he goes out and gets a girl pregnant, and your life is over. Not that it's over, over, but your life definitely changes, yeah. right? So. I agree with, with this. I, I feel like what I told you guys, just I think we should move a little bit away from being liberal. Uh, that's, yeah. I, think that's, I feel like please. us as believers, we're more tolerant to like 
listening to music because you're technically not doing anything bad. Right. You know? And I that's how I used to see it. Like when I was younger. I'm like, I'm technically not doing anything bad. Who I'm am just, I hurting? <laughs> 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 but exactly, like who am I hurting? And like it came to a point where like I was very into like rock music. Like that right. you know me yeah. and Sav like <laughs> We yeah. used to listen to rock a lot, but it messes with your feelings. Like, yes. I I would ask myself, like, why am I so angry? Why am I so sad? Like, all of a sudden, my emotions will be everywhere. But then, like, once you get, like, firm in God, you, ter- you tend to, like, you're, like, you ask yourself, you reflect, and you're, like, yeah, it's the music that's, like, changing mm-hmm. my attitude. It's the things that I'm listening to that... Um, is changing everything like about me. I agree. And look, just check this out. Look who's super big. Like Guns N' Roses is not big anymore, right? Yeah. Sublime mm-hmm. is not big enough. But check who who came out. Billie Eilish. Ninety percent of the people here are gonna kind of look at me like, oh my god, you're so annoying. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but but look at her. Look at her music. It's not only is it scary to me. It's super scary, guys. But it's super <laughs> sad. Very oh. like. You know, I'm out to get you. I'm a bad guy. You know what I mean? And I, I've heard it through movies. And like, I, I stopped to hear it. And I'm like, yo, this girl's 16. I'm talking about like he's going to take your dad away. Like, like, yo, like, this is crazy. And we hear this. We listen yeah, to this. And look, and I'm not going to lie. It's a good beat. It's a catchy. It's a they get yeah, you with the bass. It, 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 it is. <laughs> so you, it, it, sometimes music doesn't sound, the words in the music don't sound bad. But it starts awakening things in us that we don't know. And I think Danny and I were talking about this a couple, like maybe last year. We were talking about gateway music, how something sounds innocent and it's just like nice. But then it starts like, wait, I need more. Like, I need something more. Like, I need something more. And it starts awakening weaknesses that we sometimes don't even know we have. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, maybe... Maybe you're like a kid and you're not even thinking about... I'm going to say this. You're not even thinking about sex. And then all of a sudden, you're like you were saying, oh, now I want, why, 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 can't, I count, why can't I stop thinking about that? Right. And we were talking about this in the youth class, too, in songs, uh, when we were talking about don't, living your season, don't, don't awaken, awaken love. love before it's mm-hmm. due time. A lot of the times, we awaken love mm-hmm. in indiscreet, subtle ways. Like, right. the music we're listening to, we're awakening. We think sometimes it's like holding a girl's hand and kissing her. Yeah, that's obvious. But... <laughs> Some music awakens love before due time. And you're like, why am I here now? Why can't I stop thinking about this? Right? And the enemy is so subtle with things like that. I, I, I definitely agree. Honestly, the in the murkiness, I, I love that word. Because now I want to keep that. In, in the murkiness of the waters is where you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're stepping. You don't know if there's something sharp down there. You don't know if there's a hole down there. And, and it's just honestly, guys, I've lived, I lived my life closer to church uh, as my whole life and that's the number one mistake that we have it's murky your friend's saying let's smoke weed and you're mm-hmm. like oh but then we gotta go play guitar the next day whoa <laughs> or we gotta go play drums at the next day or we gotta play uh, a piano at the next day or we gotta serve in the sound next day or we gotta whatever it is that you're doing it's almost becomes like very like is it okay and i and i i felt i felt that before and when your life becomes murky Sorry, when the waters become murky, your whole life becomes murky. And it's almost like a, have you guys ever been like in the car when it's really cold and it gets really foggy? 
Yeah. yeah. And only your dad knows where he's going or your mom knows where he's going and you just like, all right, dude, if I die, like, <laughs> I guess <laughs> On you'll you, sign bro. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, that's, that's, that's what it is. Like, it be, just becomes like a fog and you just continue to play, continue to do this, continue to do that. But at the same time, you don't know where you're going. You don't know when you're going to fall. And that's what happens to most youth. They fall and they're like, oh, yeah, God never loved me. No, no, no. He loved you, but you decided to be in murky waters. Guys, it's been almost like 30 to 35 minutes. So uh, I just want to let you guys know. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that uh, find us on Instagram at Redeem LA and um, podcast, right? Spotify, Apple. Apple Podcasts, Redeem uh, LA on Instagram. We're on IGTV as well with Take Two, right. two minutes. Yes, Stre- strengthening your, your faith two minutes at a time. And, um, and yeah, guys, follow us. Give us a shout. If you have any questions, message us. Honestly, I'm so happy. To, I want to hear some questions. Right. So some topic ideas, yeah, right? I agree. And if, if you, even if you don't like it, send me like a, you know, send me like a message saying why you're so fat or something. It's brutal, but you know, I want people to know that. Like, I want to cater this to the young people. Right. So see you guys later, guys. Take right. care. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.